Many Jewish objects have crossed the Carmen line, the boundary between earth and space. The items have been religious, historical, cultural, and personally meaningful to the astronauts who brought them on the various missions over 60 years of space travel. In this episode, we will chronicle those items. You are listening to Space Midrash. I'm Jacob Sager. This is episode 14, titled Jewish Objects Brought to Space. Hi, I'm Jacob Sager, your Space Age Spinoza, and today we're talking about Jewish objects that have gone to space. There's this rich, sweet, and occasionally humorous history to the Jewish objects that have been to space. I'm a millennial homeowner, and among the things I keep, I keep Jewish things that we use and would never get rid of. Judaica, books, loads of books, both acquired, curated, and purchased, or inherited. Cooking stuff, food-serving things, holiday items, um, my talit, my tefillin. If I were to go to space, I, I think I'd bring Havdalah spices and either a copy of Franz Kafka or Yehuda Hamichai poetry with me. Those would be my Jewish objects. I know that you're so limited in space and in weight and what you can bring. In today's episode, I want to go over the different Jewish objects that have been brought to space so far. I actually covered this in episode two, Do You Know the Jewish Astronauts? And in the last episode, episode 13, The Two Torahs on Columbia, we briefly also talked about this. Today, we'll, we'll take a departure from last week's episode and have a little fun with this. Let's talk about the religious objects that have been brought the objects that have been brought in honor of the dead, and objects that have been brought up to celebrate holidays. This is episode 14, titled Jewish Objects Brought to Space. In the first part of this episode, I want to talk about religious objects that have been brought to space. I don't know of necessarily too many, and some of them we've already touched on in last week's episode. One of the first things to talk about is a mezuzah that was brought by Dr. Jeffrey Hoffman onto one of the space shuttles. And the story that goes is pretty funny in which they were hot bunking, meaning that there were only like half as many beds as there were crewmates. So they would take shifts as to who was sleeping. And Dr. Hoffman, there was some Velcro around his area and he would put up them. And, and to be respectful to his crewmates, who may not be his co-religionists, he would take it down when he would leave. Except one day he just kind of forgot. And the hot bunkmate who he had was astronaut Scott Horwitz, who is also Jewish, who said, the mezuzah is a nice touch. So that's a kind of funny story about the mezuzah that was brought to space. Dr. Hoffman also brought a section of the parchment of a Torah scroll, which he read from. We talked in the last episode. And similarly, Ilan Ramon, the the 12th Jewish astronaut, the first Israeli astronaut, also brought a Torah on behalf of a good friend who had gotten the Torah while they were in a Nazi concentration camp. And he brought that up as a symbol. And similarly, he was given a microfiche Tanakh, not just the Torah, but the entire Hebrew Bible. And it was on a credit card, and it was a microfiche, tiny. You need a magnifying glass to be able to read it. So those are the Jewish religious objects that have been carried to space. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Ignition. We have 
time and lift off. Now let's discuss the objects that were brought to space to honor the dead. So Mark Polanski, who was the 11th Jewish astronaut who flew on space shuttles in the first decade of the 2000s, brought up a teddy bear from the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum. This teddy bear had belonged to a child who perished in a concentration camp. By bringing it, it was in memory and tribute of not just that one lost individual, but you know, a whole generation of children who were slaughtered by the Nazi war machine. Another thing that was brought to remember the fallen from the Holocaust was a drawing that was brought up by the 12th Jewish astronaut, Alain Ramon, and it was a drawing of, of a moonscape that was made by a, a young man who perished in Auschwitz. And it was a picture of a landscape on the moon with the earth rising in the background. And at the time that young person lived and died, there wasn't even a space program. But that deep imagination and yearning is what leads the space program, and it was an amazing thing to honor. Alain Ramon, as we know, died in the Columbia space disaster in 2003. Jessica Meir, the 18th Jewish astronaut, she bought a special coin honoring Alain Ramon with her. In a similar thing, on the third Blue Origin New Shepard launch, Alan Shepard's daughter was an astronaut on that flight, and Julie Nimoy, Leonard Nimoy's daughter, Leonard Nimoy, who played Spock on Star Trek, Julie Nimoy asked Laura Shepard Churchley to bring a special pendant of the Live Long and Prosper hand symbol, which Leonard Nimoy brought to the stat and came up with as the, the Vulcan hand signature, but he remembered it as a symbol from being in synagogue as a young person. And so these are the objects that we know of that were brought up to honor that. Lastly, let's talk about the objects that were brought to space to celebrate holidays. So, famously, Dr. Jeffrey Hoffman, during a live stream while he was on the space shuttle, began spinning a dreidel. And um, whoever was emceeing the live stream asked him, what are you doing? And, you know, he explained what the holiday of Hanukkah means and the symbolism of the dreidel. What's funny and interesting is that yeah, Jeffrey Hoffman is the third Jewish astronaut. The seventh Jewish astronaut, David Wolf, says that he also brought up a dreidel and that his dreidel spun a lot more than Dr. Hoffman's did. So I think that's pretty awesome. Also to celebrate a holiday, most recently, the most recent Jewish astronaut, Eitan Stabi, from Israel, who was the second Israeli astronaut and the first Israeli astronaut on the International Space Station. He was up on the International Space Station during Passover of 2022. So he brought up a Kiddush cup and Shmura matzah, which is very strictly kosher matzah. It's certain groups only eat that matzah and other people avoid that matzah. But it is, a, it is definitely a symbol of the religious observance of Passover. Similarly, when celebrating Hanukkah, Jessica Meir wore cool socks that she brought up with her that donned a menorah and stars of David. 
which is just fun and cool. And when you can't bring a lot of stuff to space and you can't light candles inside of the space shuttle or the space station or the uh, CES capsule, having some sort of fun decorative clothing is a, is a great way to go. So those are the objects we know about to celebrate holidays. And that's really the core of this episode. Those are the Jewish objects that I know of that have been brought to space. They've been brought by astronauts on their own volition or at the request of somebody else. It's a rich, sweet, and occasionally humorous history to these Jewish objects that have been in space so far. It's a wonderful slice of Jewish life here in the 20th and 21st centuries. And as space travel and human life in space expands, so will the number of Jewish objects that go up into space. So it's worthwhile to think about, if you were to go to space, what would you bring along with you? I'm Jacob Sager. I believe in an artful, ethical, and inclusive humanity thriving amongst the cosmos. But we will only become those people if we can tell the story that inspires us to become those people. I look forward to the space age And of the many things I bring with me, I bring all of Jewish civilization up through the generations, up through myself, and down through my children and beyond. Thank you so much for listening to Space Midrash. This has been episode 14, titled Jewish Objects Brought to Space. If you're a Jewish astronaut or have taken part in a mission and know of other Jewish objects that I did not list in this episode, reach out to me so we can make it known to others. We talk about these objects to feel connected, to be inspired. There's infinite space, and there's going to be more human space travel. I look forward to producing another episode in the future recounting even more Jewish objects in outer space. My name is Jacob Sager. I'm your Space Age Spinoza. Thank you so much for listening to Space Midrash. Space Midrash is written by me, Jacob Sager, and recorded in Austin, Texas and produced by Brand New Colors.